Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky and I am joined this week with Zach Cady. Hey yo. Brett Freeman. Hey everyone. And Jonathan Lee. Hello. Alright guys, I for one accept our new overlords, Atomic Mass Gaming. I don't know about you guys, but um... I know some of you guys are skeptical, some of you guys think there's going to be absolutely no change, so why don't we jump right into this. We're not going to talk anything about X-Wing at all this week. I think we're going to just talk literally probably about this uh, transfer of games going to Asmodee's, uh Atomic Mass game, so why don't we jump right into it. So like the overall, if you haven't heard, which I'm sure you have if you're in the X-Wing, X-Wing world is that FFG is basically giving all their Star Wars games to uh, Atomic Mass Games, which is which was founded a little bit over a year ago, and they do the Marvel Crisis Protocol miniatures game. Um, so they are literally taking over X-Wing, they're taking over Legion, and they're taking over Armada. Uh, I, we have some thoughts about this, and... Uh, Initially, what do you guys think? Like, well, Brent, I know you are very doom and gloom. So, tell me, like, what are what are your thoughts? I am very doom and gloom about this whole thing. Um, so, I, I know we're going to talk about this in depth more, but my biggest concern is I'm worried that the competitive X Wing is just completely dead. Um, we're the the developer now is a company that does not have any competitive organized play and they are a newer company so hopefully i am wrong i mean x-wing tournaments are are pretty popular um more so in uh you know if you go look at like the 500 or whatever people events in um in europe so there there's definitely a strong desire for it but now you're coming into a a completely brand new organized play scene the the structure that we all knew and loved, the store champs, the regionals, nationals, continentals, worlds, that's all out the window. We have no idea what's going to be happening going forward. And literally all the news we have gotten so far has been um, so ambiguous and vague that it's concerning. That's kind of where <laughs> I mean, I am that right was now. yesterday. So, I well, mean, no, to, you got to give uh, us today, some time. Today there was a, like a, a little, Q&A. Yeah. Yeah, a little Q&A, which could not have said less if they tried. <laughs> okay um all right what, what about zach uh jonathan what, what are your initial thoughts on this well I, I mean i think um atomic mass games okay so asmodee owns both ffg and atomic mass games and their rationale is to put all their minis games in one studio uh, I guess to pool expertise in one place, which makes sense, you know, to put all the, just like they did with the RPGs, you know, where they took all the RPGs from FFG and put them in its own company. So that makes sense. Um, I think that Asmodee, they want to make money, and we know that they have the Star Wars license until the end of at least 2023. So I can see them at least wanting to put out the product until then. And I don't really... You know, there's so much uncertainty in the world. You know, I don't imagine that these developers are thinking 10 years down the road, but like two, three, four. So I think we're pretty safe, at least for the next two years in terms of product. But I'd agree with Brett that I have no idea what we're going to see with organized play. 
And if there is going to be a lot of organized play, I imagine it go, it's, it would be contracted out to like Yeti Games or um, uh, whichever the company that did it before Yeti. I forget. Cascade. Uh, Cascade. Zach, do you have any thoughts? I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm along the lines of everyone else. I, I think Jonathan kind of hit it on the head for me of like, Asmodee wants to make money. And I think the big question for um, Atomic Mass Games taking over X-Wing, that if I'm Asmodee, that I'm asking them this first week is, how do we make X-Wing profitable again? Because I just I don't see how X-Wing was profitable the last couple of years. Like, old players are just not buying new ships. And like the one big promise of 2.0 of you know not having to buy ships just to get one card out of the pack kind of turns people off from buying more stuff. Right, and I think we talked about that in the last episode where the a lot of the ships that look like they're coming out literally have like one or two cards in there, especially with like Django's Fire Spray and the Thai Brute. Um, has specific cards for factions that literally, you know, you can only get them through that pack at the moment. So, I mean, I know when 2nd Edition first came out, they said that they weren't going to go down that path and that, you know, card packs are going to be coming out. But I, I we haven't had, like, a lot of releases with COVID and everything happening. And it, it everything got pushed back until the end of the year. So I think there was a lot of that that kind of, like, just messed things up. And uh, But, like, I, I don't see us getting another card pack anytime soon um that's for sure so it's kind of like are they just abandoning that and or a lot of these like rules that we had with ffg like they said they're going to do x amount of releases uh in certain amounts of times are they all out the window now uh does amg going to have a completely different like okay we are going to focus more on car packs or anything like that so uh, like i said my first uh, i am pretty familiar with amg because i've been following crisis protocol for the past year uh and i really think that my first impression when i heard this i was excited uh like i said because i have been following amg and i see what they've been doing within the past year i know they had some delays with the different um releases but then they got right back on track and uh I know as far as they are really great on spoilers, they are very punctual with their timelines, and we can all agree that that was one thing that FFG was not good at, was whenever they you know, they said something, it'd be like, okay, October, and then it would be the last week of October, or something like that, or like, it's coming out in quarter four, and we all knew it was literally the very last day of quarter four. Um, so, uh, I, as far as a company, I, I think AMG has a very good, uh, reputation for as little time as they've been here. Um, so now in this press release slash memo that they basically put out, they did say that the head of the Star Wars, um, department at FFG is going to Atomic Mass, right? I remember them saying key personnel. I don't remember them identifying anyone. They did name two people, but I did not. Um, 
their names were not familiar. Okay. Uh, Simone something, and um, I forget the other person. Yeah, the one seemed to be the, like the contact with Disney for Star right. Wars. It's kind of the way that it was worded. Yeah, Simone Elliott and Will... Sh- uh, no, Will Schick is there already. It was Simone Elliott is the person who's going over. So, uh, all right. Um, so why don't we like tar- like turn this into like as far as them developing things? Like I-, I think for the most part they're probably just going to since they're all under the Asmodee umbrella. They're probably just transferring all the files over to uh, AMG. Everything that was probably already in development. Like I know today they put out some articles for legion under ffg so i I imagine everything that's already been announced and probably everything that's already been play tested has already in the works of coming out like they probably have the models and everything like that um now the the real question is 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 that going to change anything now that atomic mass coming out going forward so like let's say we have like a solid up until i don't know let's say june of 2021 uh after that it's probably more into atomic masses gaming it's probably even further than that but um i imagine they have a pretty strong hand going into this do you think that uh like anything how are, okay so let me ask this are you guys any like familiar familiar with um like the crisis protocol game i know it exists you know it exists, I know it exists. <laughs> Okay, so like, like I said, and it's hard to like really like. I know a lot of people are might be in the dark of this company and everything like that, but it's like we, we're under the impression that a lot of people have lost their jobs at FFG with this. Um, I, I'm curious to think or hear what you guys have to say about development going forward about this. I mean, I mean, Zach, you said that Asmini clearly wants to make the money. And like that would—that's—that is the, their strong business model. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm. How do I be political? How does one be political? I don't know. I, I think we can all agree that we haven't been wildly impressed with development in the recent history of X-wing. Like, the Nantex, you know, thing aside, it's one good example. Blame those playtesters. Blame <laughs> <laughs> those playtesters. I mean, but I think we've all kind of agreed, like, it, it, it's... There's worries, maybe not... It's hasn't quite gotten stagnant yet, but the worry is there. So I, I think a fresh team maybe isn't the worst call right so i don't know like i just i don't i don't see a way for them to get x-wing back to a place where they give a crap about it over legion or developing a new star wars game and they that you mean amg right yes okay yeah just yeah we're you know I don't know. If I'm AMG, I'm looking at the lay of the land for the Star Wars games that they've been given and the directive they've kind of been given from Asmodee and the fact that they still have the license for for Star Wars for so many for so long. And I just go, well, alright, Legion is doing well and making money. 
dump resources into that. X-Wing Armada are there. Does anyone else have any fresh ideas for Star Wars games? Yeah, and I mean, honestly, yeah, like if if you think about what Marvel's Marvel Crisis Protocol is, right? Like it's a bunch of heroes fighting each other. I will not be shocked in the slightest if in a year we have Jedi lightsaber battles, the miniatures game. Yeah, and Basalt too. Mm-hmm. Which is funny when they made that first announcement. That was the first thing that I looked at. Was okay, Imperial Assault is not on this list, even though it's technically classified as a board game. Um, but it's safe to say that is a dead game. Uh, Jonathan, what were you saying? Um, no, I think, um, no, when Zach was saying having fresh eyes on things, I could see, you know, like, there are things at FFG, like, they, that they're not, like, they may not be willing to, that they haven't been willing to do in the past, like, with Arada and things like that. And I think if you have new people... They might go through the. They might be willing to go through the rules reference and change things wholesale, and you know you could keep the dials, the models, the cardboard all the same, but you can make lots of changes just by tinkering with the rules reference. Like, you know, like when people are the attacker or the defender, or all sorts of stuff like that. Or like you could say force only doesn't regenerate. Maybe you don't regain charges or force if you're stressed. Or there's lots of things they can do to like make changes to the game that it seems like ffg you know i don't think they'd be willing to tinker so i mean they've made changes but always in response to like problems but i think um to freshen things up it would be a good idea to have fresh eyes look at everything right that you that makes a really good point because like ffg did always kind of have that like code that they were like okay we're not ever going to do this and like one of that one of those things are we're never going to have a ban list and um, going forward with this, like, X-Wing is a, like, competitive game. Like, there, it's not, like, a story-driven game. It is not a, uh, narrative or, I know they're the same thing. Um, but, like, it's not, like, even mission-based. So, like, you literally are just having dogfights, and that's something that maybe AMG can take a look at if there is a way that they can implement any kind of missions or, um, campaigns to it. But, like, like you said, like, FFG basically was always, like, we're never going to have a ban list. And that we know something with AMG is that I've talked about this in the past, that they have implemented a ban list in their, um, in their uh, Crisis Protocol game. So, I mean, that's an option that, like, they could do. And the other thing they added was, like, the restricted list where, like, I know we've talked about this at length where maybe, like, possibly you can put a limit on how many ships of a certain thing that you can take. So it's a great point that you bring that up because, like like I said, I mean, FFG, like, that was always, like, their key rule was that we're not going to change what, you know, the cards say unless it is absolutely broken. Um, and, and there was a couple other things that I think that they said they would never do, um, that, I, I'm a little, can't think of at the moment. Um, one of, one of my big things though is like, I feel like the past X amount of releases for X, we have just been Clone Wars and I am tired of it. <laughs> so is my wallet. Uh, I like the lat and the HMP. I mean, I'm not saying that they're not warranted, but I mean, I feel like I would like to see, like, 
some first order things even i'd like to see i, I mean i i'm not you, go ahead the, the last rebel ship released was the sheathapede <laughs> really <laughs> wow yes right is i think the sheathapede with uh talking about buying a thing for a card it came with flight assist astronach. oh and oh. it had strezra <sighs> okay it's a cool looking ship i like the look of it I always wanted to fly it. I never did. I mean, are there any ships that, like, potentially could be in Rebels that, like, the game is completely missing? I no. have no idea. Uh, Snowspeeder. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Not without yeah. going really obscure, yeah. Or, like, the T the Skyhopper. What, the T-16, T-16 Skyhopper? That ship that Sabine and Ahsoka go flying off in the end of Rebels. Is the Skyhopper the one that's in Cloud City? No, it's a they. That's they only reference it. I think they talk about it. Uh, you know, maybe it's something like Luke used to fly when shooting womp rats or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a weird lambda. Looks like a weird lambda. <clears throat> okay, but uh, I, I mean, like, I think within the pan, as soon as uh, the Clone Wars got announced, now, like, don't get me wrong, the the Clone Wars just wrapped up in that season on Disney Plus. So, I mean, it's. It is very hot, but I mean, we haven't seen anything from the Mandalorian yet, which I think is right that could potentially lend itself to like the Rebels era. Um, we still have so much things in the First Order that, like, I mean, the Tie Dorito, what is it, the Tie Dagger that's missing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something else. The, the FO Bomber, the, the Tie Echelon. Right. What's the one? Is that the one that? Um, the Thai Silence? Not Silencer. Thai Whisper, great. That's far. Right, and it's like, we got this Z-Class shuttle, and and I, I don't know, I think um, FFG kind of misses the mark a lot of times with that stuff, so... I mean, I don't want to bash, sit here and bash FFG. They, they brought us the, you know, a game that we're literally... Businesses are made off of this game, so... Um, they, they definitely did a tremendous job, but I, I think... In second edition, they did a fantastic job as far as game balance, but I think at the same time with game design, I'm a little bit disappointed in what this game has become. Um, as far as that, I mean, I, I I'm sorry, go ahead, Brett. No, no, after you, Jeff. No, it's because I I still enjoy like the newest releases and stuff. I do like some of these abilities are a little complicated. <laughs> there's just they're a little too wordy, and there's too many prerequisites of like. How many, if you if your friendly ship has someone in your bullseye and then you're at range this and then flip this card to do that it's a little you have to like read the card three times and then you still don't quite understand I don't know like especially in the separatists and the republic there seems like there are a lot of cards like that and, right uh, like overly wordy card design or like the it's just like reading the struts cards you know it's, or like when people have to make flowcharts a little too complicated, I think. Yeah, and there's there's just getting to be so much of it, right? Like, I mean, on a, my, my whole job is, like, parsing through statutes and everything. And I got to say, reading the rules reference is much harder than understanding <laughs> most of the U.S. code. Like, when you have to factor in all the freaking timing windows and, uh, and all the, the, the new keywords now, like, the game is getting extremely complex. And that is my biggest complaint, I think, about what FFG has been doing with it. So I'm hoping that they can just come in and completely streamline the the rules reference. I don't think we need 57 tokens um, 
I, like, I, I think it's just becoming very bloated. I'm, I'm personally almost hoping that X-Wing 2nd Edition almost just becomes the let's get the Clone Wars and uh, Resistance and First Order stuff beefed up a little bit, and then let's just make a 3rd Edition. I, I'm almost thinking that that might be the best way for the game to go in order to, to get the AMG uh, people really excited about things. So the AMG, they came over from, they, those guys are from Privateer Press, right? Yes. Several of them are, yeah. And then didn't, like, War Machines, it was all, like, electronic, right? Like, their lists and stuff were all on tablets and... Uh, they had an, yeah, they had an app where you could buy um, the army books and stuff. Like, the army information, the unit information. Wait a second, guys. Does this mean that the app that they said that they were going to give us is officially dead? Hopefully. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, it's called Launch Bay nice. Next or Yasby. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm saying maybe, um, like, if you were to make a new edition, not that I would want one right now, but maybe it'd be, like, if you had a card that said that you just spelled it out, trigger, like, trigger or timing window, you just spell it right there effect mm -hmm. cost and just like break it down that way instead of writing it in prose so then you could see oh the trigger is this the cost is this timing window is this and it's just written right there mm -hmm. so okay the, the other one of the other pluses that i want to give to amg is uh if you're not part of their facebook group i, I definitely suggest you join it they are very very vocal on um like rules and everything like that like so like with crisis protocol if there's ever a like misunderstanding they nine times out of ten you can find the response not just from the community but actually from the developers themselves so i mean like it might take some time for them to really sit down and parse through everything from all these games um that's going to be i think the real real big thing about this is that like getting the, them getting to know all these games and actually understanding everything like i'm sure they've probably are already gone through a lot of it and they probably knew this was coming for quite a while but um as far as i've seen they have definitely been very responsive to the community which i think was one of the things that ffg was lacking like we had matt holland which was great and he would definitely answer like anything that we had to ask about like organized play or anything like that but i, I think one of the big things was was the fact that we needed this rules illuminati and i think that was a big flaw in the game because like i know i know us uh questioned a lot of their rulings here and um i'm not gonna say that all of them got overturned by ffg but there was a good amount that like but a good definitely number of them did yeah but a good number of them did and like like i said i know there was a good amount that we even questioned or were like why is that so i'm hoping that like i know they literally just opened up a rules forum that on um their website that can you can ask questions about crisis protocol so i imagine that is going to be open uh soon to the star wars games and hopefully they are a lot more transparent than um than ffg was because it was sometimes it was like pulling teeth trying to get answers and we might have got like rules references like twice a year if we were lucky so uh, i mean that is a big thing that i'm really kind of looking forward to yeah it'll be really interesting to see if the 
like the holdup actually was LFL all this time, or if FFG was just sort of fine with us all assuming that it was licensing issues. Because I got to say, it never really made that much sense to me that LFL was too concerned about a timing window trigger in a miniatures game. Like that, that doesn't really seem like the kind of thing that, that they would be like spending months, you know, pouring over. So I just sort of felt like it was a staffing issue. And I mean, I you're not the, the first person I've heard say how great AMG is about uh, responding to, to rules questions and trying to keep things up to date. So if that is the case, that it was, you know, just sort of an FFG issue, that would be, I agree, a huge improvement here. Right. L- listen, guys, you created this character in your Star Wars RPG. So we need to cross-reference all of our <laughs> Star Wars database stuff to make sure that that ability is okay in the timing chart that you created. Um, <laughs> it, it didn't make sense. And, and right. It just didn't. Right, and it's gonna it's gonna be funny because like, I mean a lot of I mean now granted like I understand that like so like something like Sunny Bounder or uh, what is that dumb fire spray Nom Nom are like aren't they like Star Wars RPG characters that um literally like F- Master Sir yeah 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 sure um, <laughs> thank you man Koshka Frost or Dalen Obros is a right it is um. So we yeah, right right so the, there are a lot of things that are like made up in like FFG Zone world. So I'm I'm curious to see if they're gonna continue. I mean, obviously, I think the characters that are in the game already, but um, like made up characters like that, uh, I'm curious about. So, um, so here's something I'm honestly very concerned about, and this is coming from a personal experience. And we've talked about this before, how we all got into the game, right? And and the way I got into it is for like a year or so. I would see these cool looking ships you know, at Target or whatever, and eventually I just gave in and I bought them. Um, as a person who had never played a miniatures game before, if what I had to do was instead buy a box and put together a miniature and then somehow paint it, I would have never gotten into this game, and I'm very confident I'm not the only person who had that same type of experience. No, you're absolutely right, because I literally probably got into these game the same way like i think i was in barnes and noble one day and was just like oh these are kind of cool and if i would have ever have seen uh, like i mean that i would have had to like build and paint there's no way i would have actually ever have gotten into the game um i don't think they're going to change that, that i don't means- think so either i think that's one of the main selling points of x-wing to to a more casual type audience than you would have for a legion or a marvel crisis protocol so i don't think it's going to happen but if it does i think it would be a disaster and that is just one fear i have is that you know they're so mini focused and right now there's a big discussion on the the forums just as to what's a a mini game what's a board game like where where does x-wing even fit in all this that you know I just don't want them to be like, well, we do everything on sprues and you assemble it and paint it and it's worked well for us and that's what we're going to keep doing. I I, have, I almost have a good hunch that that's probably a lot of uh, Asmundee's directive as opposed to theirs. Um, like, they probably already have the resources set up and everything mm-hmm. for this set. Um, I get it would be a concern, but I'm, I'd also would be... 100% shocked if they did switch it to a uh, build your ship. Um, 
Yeah, but so like, uh, okay, there, there's some things developmental wise. Like I said, uh, there's nothing that we can really kind of guess or think of new ships coming. Like I said, uh, personal preferences of mine is uh, I need to see something other than the Clone Wars. Like, I'm sure it's out there. I, I'm sure even if it's just literally new pilots, I think I would be happy. Um, I mean, the pilots were probably their highest profit margin thing that they have put out in second edition. Right? I mean, there were three packs that came out at the same time. I don't know anyone who didn't buy at least one, if not... I, I mean, I everyone I know bought all three of them. Um, and they were like 20 or $30 each for just some cardboard, and I mean, that was basically it. So, uh, it was about the cost of twice or two core sets. It, it was a great move. I can't imagine that they would not capitalize on it by just doing more of those. Right, okay, so... Uh, one of the things that I know is a big concern is staffing with um, AMG, and, and, and like we talked about it with FFG, was where we always kind of predicted that they were short-staffed or they didn't have the resources to do it. We're all hoping that this is going to change with going to AMG, that they can all allocate all the resources that they need to a minis game company, whereas with FFG, they probably like, which realistically, FFG is a board game and card game company. Um so with that being said, uh, going into what you were saying, uh, Brett, with Crisis Protocol, and I know it's it's uh, people are probably tired of hearing about Crisis Protocol if you're not interested in it. But one of the things that they did was they in the course that they had a, a Black Widow. Now later down the road, they re-released Black Widow, which had a new model to it, and also had a, basically was a completely different uh, card. Like nothing on the card was the same, uh, for the most part. Like obviously something's shared, but um, but it was two different versions of the same character that you, you could do. So maybe that is something in the pipeline that they can be like, okay, well here's um here's a new model that like and this could be a good way for them to really kind of re-release ships that aren't out yet or not not, not out yet but um haven't been around for a while that they could be like okay here's a new ship and here is or i'm sorry here's an old ship but here's a bunch of new pilots that you know can go with it along with you know some of the older pilots um with maybe just new abilities and, and that's something that we've definitely suggested for a while I mean, not the new model part. Like, that's that's 1.0 all over again. You're making me buy my 15th X-Wing to get a new Luke Skywalker. Uh, you're not wrong, but I also think, like, as part of a we-need-to-make-money directive, I think they're going to, and I don't know if I blame them. I, I don't blame them. I wouldn't object. I... I mean, okay, so I, I will say this, that people definitely had issue with buying... So, like, I mean, like, it, granted, it was paired up with uh, a different character, a new character, Hawkeye, um, that was never in the game before, so people were kind of a little bit salty on that, that they were kind of like, okay, I don't really want a new Black Widow, but I want Hawkeye, so I have to buy that, where I, I think... Even though it could be a little bit salty, people, I think, no matter what, are still going to buy it. I mean, I would. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I had no issue buying Saw's Renegades to get a bunch of new X-Wing pilots um, and U-Wing pilots. Now, I, I don't love the thought of I have to buy a Star Viper to get an auto-thrusters card for a completely different ship. But I have no issue with I have to buy a new model to get new... Uh, pilots for that model. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, now, Zach, you you wouldn't be on board with that, you think? 
I just think it's dumb from a business perspective. Like, card packs just make you way more profit margin. Yeah, but... Card packs make more sense, sorry. Um, sure, card packs I think definitely make more sense, but let's say from like a new player standpoint. like it, I mean, sure, you can do a model of both. Like... You can do a model of both and only charge five bucks more for the one that comes with a ship versus here's just the cards. Possibly. Um, I mean, I think I would probably take a painted ship if even if it like it was like a different model. But that, that could just be me. Um, uh, but my point is that like so AMG is clearly already uh established this kind of they've only done it once so far too so uh, i mean i really shouldn't say that they're gonna like you know absolutely do this non-stop but um it was just interesting right off the bat that they were just like okay here's a black widow and then here's another black widow uh within the first year of the game being released was there something wrong with the was there an issue with the first one so no not really i mean and they really kind of have like almost two different roles like i mean like there are two different points um to bring like they they kind of like i said they they're, they have different abilities so one's a little bit cheaper um one's not very good at you know it, it can't cap objectives and stuff like that where the other one um i'm going off the top of my head i'm pretty sure it can but uh, they were two different things so what was it in, like you know um they were both two points and they both did the same thing they were they did kind of had different roles so it sounds no, like, like hera that... and a ghost or hera in an attack shuttle yes no, i mean that i'm all kinds of on board for like i think that is the way forward like they need a way of updating especially like wave one pilots and stuff right there's new crap in the game now the game is different with strain and gas clouds and all kinds of other abilities floating around they need a way of getting first wave stuff to play in the modern game so I'm all for them bringing us another Luke Skywalker, another Han Solo, another Darth Vader, another Fen Rao that play the current game. Heaven forbid, you know, maybe even another, um, what's Lynch. his name? Hawk Pilot. <laughs> A Hawk Pilot. There you go. Dace Bonearm. That actually has an ability that's useful. Um, Don't I'm all for that. Him. I just, like, I'm just worried that, like, I, I agree with you to a certain extent, Andrew, that I think that even if they do it, like people will still buy it. But that was like one of FFG's big promises going into 2.0 is we're not going to do that anymore. Well, they already, they said, I mean, with the, um, what is it? The Heralds of Hope, you know, that's, they yeah. is sort of like an Aces pack, right? With a new yep. bow and stuff. And it feels like that's kind of a violation of, it's it's contradicts what they originally had said about like, selling alternative painted model chips. Yep. Right. Um, I feel like FFG have... went way too consumer friendly or tried to when they were launching 2.0 and it really came back and bit them in the butt. Which is why yeah, they're like, having to get yeah. away from it. You're probably then, not wrong. And then there's the um, rumored upcoming sets that um, that were spoiled on um, the Canadian distributor site Lion Rampart Games. Yeah, um, 
it, it, it's it's really hard to say that like i mean like uh, we're all just sitting here speculating so but like i said we do know that so like hopefully that is something going forward um because like you said we're, we're kind of stumped on like what kind of new ships they would do so maybe that's what they have to do um and it's really interesting how amg is going to tackle this that a game that's been out for how many years now that is very well established and how they can basically bring this game uh to like the market and really really like are they going to have to really gut it and redo it all together or are they going to basically let it sit and then um see what happens like 3.0 3.0 it's a shame again i don't think they can i mean they have it's not just they have three games so it'd be a lot of effort to overhaul and get three different games and i think if they bring over, like they said, they bring over some talent and then they can let it ride for a bit. And then you're right. And then what you had said before, like a year from now, we'll really see their hand influence. And that's, but for now, it'll still be like all the FFG content in the pipeline. I mean, th- there is a good chance. I mean, I shouldn't say there's a good chance. So, I mean, uh, it feels weird even saying this, but second edition has been now for two years now, mm-hmm. a little bit more than two years. Mm-hmm. So, let's say uh, AMG literally just focuses on a third edition. Um, they probably have enough content that we won't even know about that until for a while. Assuming that FFG is sending them enough stuff that it's going to last us for a long time. I think that's assuming they have the Star Wars license past 2023. Right. So maybe we'll get so, that after yeah. 2023. Yeah, that seems I mean, honestly, 5 years in that seems like the natural point where you would start to to consider yeah. making that change. Um okay, so with that being said, we are there are other games that they're getting. So we know Armada's been around for a while and it's kind of like funny like it What? What's Armada? Uh, right, so <laughs> our, 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 we're not going to get too much into Armada, but like, so Armada literally just got the Clone Wars announcement. Uh, so Armada players are so humble; it's kind of fun. Um, like they don't forget about anything. They're so they're just, cute. They're so they're, they're cute. adorable. Um, so it, that's all coming, and, and like uh, I, I know uh, X-wing players don't want to hear this, but legion is probably their big game at the moment uh like it just is right and and like if you look at like collectible uh websites it goes like warhammer uh other stuff age of sigmar yeah like it's like dnd and then it used to be x-wing but now it is legion um so they are probably allocating a lot of resources to that uh hopefully it doesn't infect or affect the x-wing development at all that much but i mean that is definitely something to consider like you have to remember that like we are the community behind this and that they have this new game out there that is definitely skyrocketing like i mean like i don't really compare the two of us um like i think we're on two different ships like i like i said i think we're more of a tournament based uh game whereas opposed that they could be um the more the wargaming, which uh, obviously the tournament is there, but I think they probably make more money on um, like actually selling product where I think we they could probably earn more money on X-Wing through organized play. 
Now, with that being said, that we don't know, we're going to jump into organized play with uh, Atomic Mass because we don't know what it is. And I think this, Brett, this is what you were talking about earlier, is we have no idea what's going to happen. Like, FFG has kind of, like, switched the gears on us so many times within the past I don't know, year about what first it was prior, they were going to be galactic hyperspace, then it turned into primes, and now it's nothing. What's great is you can honestly just say any word right there, and people will believe that's right. Yeah, a hyperspace prime galactic championship. Um, and which used to be called regionals, which used to be called (laughs) brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts, brought to you by Wawa. Get that Boston company out of here. Um, here, Wawa, but they're not from around here, so <laughs> sheets or something. I don't know. What do they have in the Midwest? Uh, that's probably Midwest Pennsylvania. Culvers. Culvers. I don't know. <laughs> they have Target in Minnesota. That's all I know. Um, but okay. So literally, I think this is where X-wing players are the most nervous because, like I said, I, I think. N- we have a well-established game. People have minis. Um, I, I think Legion is very strong with people buying models. People love the models. They you know, want to put them on the table. They want to paint them. They want to do whatever they want with them. But I think for this game to really kind of shine is is those 500-person tournaments that you see. Those huge system opens that you see. The world's tournament that they had at the... Um, at St. Paul last year, like I think that's really where X-Wing shines as a game. So we don't know much of anything with Atomic Mass's organized play. Uh, we do know that they are do support like okay, so the only thing that we really kind of know is that they do have store kits um, at the moment. This is something that we I, I think my speculation is we've probably got like a solid nine months left of covid if these vaccines happen dr jonathan can you give me any update on this um do you do you think a nine month time frame is or or do you think it might be longer so I'm not a epidemiologist. I know you're not, but <laughs> but you're our epidemiologist. You're our epidemiologist. You're our expert in this field. I mean, um, you know, I mean, I guess it's possible that at the end of next year things will start to look closer to normal. But it may be um, like for things to be very normal it might not be until the year after that. But I could see like a year from now things feeling relatively normal. Okay, so the what I'm I'm trying to the point I'm trying to make here is I think Atomic Mass Games has maybe like has some time to get their feet on the ground and really running with this, and then maybe in a year they announce their first big tournament because, like I said, I don't see anything happening before that. Like I, I think if they announce it too early, they run the risk of something rearing its head where i think within a year if you know the vaccines come out like they're saying or anything like that um i I think it's very plausible to say that they could be like okay now that everything's starting to calm down this is our plan um i don't think we're gonna hear anything prior to that and i know that upsets people i mean I, i think 
really the community is the ones that are going to have to be running this show for the next why i'm not even going to give it an estimate anymore um you're not wrong yeah it's really hard to like speculate so like my experience with uh, atomic mass so far though is they do update their stuff uh so like if you're not familiar with uh crisis protocol is they have affiliations that you can um pair up different you know champions or heroes whatever they are um that you know you create different benefits blah 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 it doesn't even matter but what i'm saying is they constantly update that list so they do have like they, they do update like so i would assume that they're going to be updating points i assume they're going to be updating um stuff like that they already have a ban list uh for their game that like literally they don't have any kind of tournament data because when they're one of their first big tournaments that they were planning on running i don't they might not have been running but a, a big tournament they were planning on running it was at nova um that got canceled so uh, I can't imagine that a, a miniatures game like this is not going to um, follow in FFG's footsteps and just be like, okay, we're not going to do, be doing system opens anymore. We're not going to be doing Worlds tournaments anymore. Um, I just think it's in a very bad time in the world to expect them to say anything like that. I think you're you're probably right. Um so tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you've done this at all, but my understanding of the store kits for a, like a crisis protocol is that they're more participation based and less uh, focused on how you actually do in the tournament. Right? So, so everyone gets the same prize and stuff. Yes and no, but it also their tournament kit is for a cooperative like narrative so you can't really compare apples and oranges to that okay because i was gonna i I mean personally i think if we're trying to figure out how can they make the most money on x-wing i think if you turn those you know quarterly or monthly kits into a more casual format that uh is more welcoming to new players either some type of narrative format perhaps or you know uh hey everyone gets a random list from this you know pack or something that they're gonna fly like that seems like a way to maybe get more people into the game and then you know maybe you you skip the you you still have like a once a year store champ and then your regional up type season but you make the the monthly focus more uh like a fun casual type environment i think that could actually do a lot of good because I've been to, to, to monthly tournaments, I'm sure you guys have as well, where you have someone who's like, I'm practicing for a regional next month. I am bringing 100-point Miranda, and I'm just going to destroy all these people who are like, I bought the corset yesterday. Isn't that um, usually you? Sometimes. Um, <laughs> and you know what? Like That's not very fun for anyone. So it would be you know, good if they could kind of get away from that mindset of, you got to win if you want all the prizes. Guys, Brett's become self-aware. I think we have to be worried. <laughs> they need to put him down. <laughs> um, that that makes sense. Uh, like different levels of play will definitely um attract the different crowds. Um, well, well that uh, is one thing too, right? Like 
FFG like to spout off on a regular basis that there are different ways to play for X-Wing, but they never supported anything but competitive. Like, they right. never... I mean, outside of Epic, I'll give it that. But, like, Epic was never, like, a well-supported... I mean, was there ever kits format. for Epic? Like... Or even just, like, more general releases for it, right? right. Like... It kind of was one-and-done type content. But, I mean, I think Brett's got a point there. Of really kind of embracing, like, the many ways to play is a way to breathe some life back into the game that is entirely new design space for Atomic Mass and a way to sell more stuff. If, you know, here's competitive dogfighting, here's competitive mission play, here's narrative play. Like, really embracing kind of that could be an entirely new route for the game that just is... Very unexplored and open. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't wouldn't you one hundred percent go to a monthly narrative event? I mean, I'd probably be running it. So yeah. Like, there's no way I would miss that. Like, kid's birthday. Sorry, I. I'm <laughs> <busy>. <laughs> Sorry, kid. It's your. Uh, You'll it's have your another birthday. Shut up. I need to know what happens this month. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that We're is one of the thing at Solist. That is definitely one of the things that I, I think AMG can... So, they do have actual tournament rules. Like, they have... Uh, um, they're called Crisis Event uh, Rules that basically um, go over like the same stuff that you see in X-Wing rules as far as tokens, um, you know, as far as roster building... Um, event organizers blah 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 and then it kind of gets into prize support um and i i don't know i know they like i said i know they did the warm prize of uh the co-op thing but i also know that like a lot of these rules kind of reference the competitive play um as far as if you were playing like a standard dogfight. So I really think that they have organized play in the works and everything like that it's just, you can't like, why would you ever like put that stuff out there with all the stuff that's happening in the world? Like you get people's, you know, hopes oh, yeah. off. And then if you have to cancel it, you shatter them. And then you just look bad as a company where uh, I, I definitely think this is along the lines of, let's just wait until we can finally announce this stuff and like i I would imagine the first thing we're going to see is actual store event kits come out and then um probably higher level stuff um in the works oh yeah no I, i don't think you're wrong there like no company that does any form of event in their right mind right now is announcing events like Everybody that was supposed to be running an event in the last six months will tell you how much of a pain in the ass it was to try and cancel those and get your money back for venues and whatever. So yeah, no company in their right mind that holds events is looking to announce, officially announce, events anytime soon. Um, so uh, going along the lines of organized play, uh, and with... So in X-Wing we have a 200-point 
basically list. You show up, you have that, boom, you're one and done. Now, I shouldn't say this comparing X-Wing to MCP uh, just because, um, like I said, I've grown quite fond of it, but I think at the same time it would be interesting to see if in down the road they kind of change organized play up a little bit like so like we don't have anything else besides dogfight at the moment but we don't also have any kind of sideboard we don't have any kind of um extra list building we don't have really any other format to play the game so i i think as far as organized play goes i'd be really interested to see um if extended still a thing if hyperspace is still a thing i imagine right off the bat they're going to be but i'd be also curious to see if they introduce any other kind of game modes if extended is a thing but they're also kind of going to be like well we're going to put ad restrictions to this or let's say um one of the big things in crisis protocol is that you you show up with a list of a, a list basically of things that you can bring um like so like Comparing it to X-Wing, let's say you have 200 points to play with, but you can bring 400 points, and before your match starts, you have to whittle it down to about 200 points. Um, So a roster format. Right, right, exactly. So it'd be interesting to see if they change anything like that. or And I, I imagine that a lot of that also has to do with other formats besides just dogfighting as well. Uh, because, like, if, you know, that is the case, then, like, I know a lot of the complaints that we have in the community is that, you know, aces are out of control and swarms are out of control and all this stuff. And maybe that is a way to open up the gameplay of being, like, either some kind of mission objective or some kind of, you know, roster building prior to your game. To be like, okay, that's a lot of things you got over there. I need to have an answer for it of some way or something in another and go from there. So it would be interesting to see if they do change organized play at all. Because I know a lot of people, uh, I I breed this game for the organized play and the tournament play. And um, I know almost everyone that listens to the podcasts and uh, does do the same like they i think they all really enjoy the tournament play and and it it would be awesome to see if they do breathe a new life into the game um with some other kind of rules i I, this kind of gets back to what we were saying initially about having a new set of eyes on things like they might just be able to come up with a format that you know ffg would have never done because all they do are just standard swiss like tournaments so it didn't occur to them the to branch out every time there's been a new set of eyes on x-wing like cool stuff has happened we got you know a new faction or you know they released a new edition so like that that's a good point that they just might come out with something that none of us have come close to thinking of right now for organized play right and and i know it's, it's hard to compare the two games together because um I would say out of all three games, X-Wing and Crisis Protocol are probably the the two closest. Um, it's probably like a middle ground in between uh, Legion and X-Wing, I would say. But um, it, 
you see people thinking, like, you know, trying to compare the two games of, like, maybe X-Wing should do this, and maybe X-Wing should do that, but in, in reality, X-Wing is its own entity, and, uh... Because of that, like, they do need to think of a specific thing. Like, we can sit here and say, like, I'm not going to say where I sold it, but someone basically suggested um, doing a mechanic from Crisis Protocol in X-Wing of both players roll dice at the same time. Now, obviously, anyone that knows X-Wing knows why that wouldn't work. But, I mean, maybe... The people at um are at AMG do have ways that they could change the game and um really really work around the organized play with that. Any other things about organized play you guys want to talk about? What what are your final thoughts, Brett? I know you're so scared that you're not going to be able to go and get into the high middle grounds of a tournament, a big tournament, and then stomp on some little kids at some local tournaments boy you guys just make me sound like such a horrible person (laughs) Um, i mean you make it easy for us (laughs) i i just wish that there was some type of clarity i hope that in the next uh couple of weeks there's some article you know just providing some type of reassurance that uh you know organized play is going to be a focus with them as far as x-wing goes uh i mean we've been kind of spoiled i think with the availability of x-wing tournaments particularly in the last like two years um once they started having hyperspaces at basically any store that wanted one um i mean we got to the point where it seemed like every other week uh there was a a really big x-wing tournament within driving distance so uh i i know myself and a lot of people like i mean we have good friend bases at these things it would be very disappointing if that was something that was lost in this transition so i just hope that they'll do something to sort of ease the mind of the community uh in the near future because right now uh i think all the speculation is not very healthy uh yeah it's not healthy but i think people need to relax i mean this is literally day two of this announcement so nobody knows what's going to happen for all we know x-wing could be dead within the next week um i don't think that's the case but heard it here first folks x-wing is dead in the next week no i I think it's everyone needs to relax with the doom and gloom you're not playing games in the wild anyway um Dion is doing a fantastic job with all the tournaments he's putting on. Uh, we'll probably start something up sooner or later. Um, I think we're in a bit of a little bit of a wind down period still. So really don't panic. I, I know the FFG or the X-Wing community loves to panic. Um, it's what we do best. That and fly aces. Okay. Um... <laughs> Anyway, don't panic. You heard it here first. Don't panic. Get your hand off that button. Um, it's fun to speculate, but always keep your, you know, eyes out to to see what is coming out soon. Um, on that note, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? I I just you know I I want to say thank you to all the people who worked on this game and just lost their jobs. I mean. You know, we're upset because our game might be slightly different, 
and their entire life is different right now. So, you know, I feel bad for all of them. Um, and I'm sorry, we just spent an hour bitching about stuff that's nowhere near as important. <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, they, they really kind of created this game, and it's, like I said, I mean, there's countless podcasts, there's countless businesses that are run through this game, so they've done a tremendous job. I mean, there aren't many other games like it, so the community is definitely where it's at, and they definitely created this community, so... Um, I wish them all well. Um, should um, should we say uh, if we're are we winding down? Yes, yes. So should we shout out the winner of our group championship? Right. So we did have our group championship. Um, it it, it was a little we had some <laughs> dropouts at the last minute, but um, it was definitely still like it was nice stuff do something uh but doug fogline was the group champion this year um he ran well done some defenders and some i5 so i wish i could have played him um but yeah i want to thank everyone who did play i, I believe lou is mailing out all that um stuff so thank you guys um as far as any organized play, like I said, we'll probably be in the talk soon about starting something. Um, other than that, any other shout outs? You know, one last thing. You know, I was thinking back before the pandemic, there was a point where people were panicking a bit when there were some layoffs at FFG. And then literally the next week, they announced the lat was coming out and then everyone stopped and was celebrating. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. So So we'll have new toys. I think we'll be alright. Right. Alright, guys. Uh I think that's gonna do it for this week's episode though. So um stay tuned. We'll still be here no matter what. Until they kill the game, we'll still be here. Um hopefully it doesn't come to that. Uh so I wanna thank you guys for listening and have a good night.